Hi, my name is Larry Vold, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Three Crosses. And today I want to talk to you about your struggle. Serving as a pastor in a local church, I've met many people privately who wanted to unload a personal burden. Invariably, either in these exact words or something close to them, a person will admit, I'm struggling. Now the struggle might be about something at home, work, or a friendship. Sometimes the struggle is with an unwanted behavior, an addiction, controlling one's anger, spending habits, or not being honest. It can also be spiritual, the struggle to trust God or honor Him, knowing to do so won't be easy. How is it possible to bear God's image but still experience so many struggles in life? All of us who belong to Jesus have wrestled with this conundrum. This problem is compounded by feeling shame toward whatever our struggle is. The old adage is true, you can't get help for a struggle you shouldn't have. Because of this, many people struggle in silence, hiding their struggles to give the appearance that all is well. It's hard for some of us to admit that our struggles are simply from being human. We somehow think that we shouldn't struggle, or at least not so much. We may rationalize or adjust our expectations about ourselves or deny our own culpability attempting to bring relief. But if we are honest, we realize that there is something intrinsically wrong within. Those who hold a biblical worldview know the true source of every struggle we experience in life and every struggle that exists in the world for that matter. The source is sin, which entered humanity near the very beginning of our existence. Adam and Eve, the crown of God's creation, created in his very image, were told by their loving creator that all that was before them in the Garden of Eden was theirs to use, eat, and enjoy, except for that one tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From that tree, God's first kids were told, you must not eat from it, for when you do, you will surely die. That's Genesis 2.17. That God instructed Adam about this even before he formed Eve from Adam's own body reveals how foundational this was for humanity's thriving, even in the idyllic environment of Eden. I'll assume that what follows in Adam and Eve's story is familiar to you. That is, humanity's relationship with God was broken when Adam and Eve disobeyed his clear instruction. And a close examination of the impact of Adam and Eve's sin upon each other is also significant. Their once pure and openly vulnerable relationship shattered into pieces of blame, shame, and pain. Our ancestral parents would be cast into a lifelong struggle due to their choice to disobey God, even though they still bore the image of their Creator. Ever since the garden, humanity has been reaping the consequences of the original sin, but we too are just as culpable as our first parents. Like the Apostle Paul writes to the Romans, therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sinned, that's Romans 5.12, so we too experience the brokenness of our world every day through our own sins and the sins of others. Thankfully, the fall didn't interrupt God's sovereign plan for humanity, nor did it put God on his heels about what to do, nor did it remove the reality of humanity bearing the image of God. Before the foundation of the world, God had planned to deliver humankind through the redemption found in his son, Jesus Christ. 
Wherever we see brokenness in our lives and in the world, we are reminded that God hasn't changed. He's still offering healing into the brokenness of our world through his son, Jesus. And every time someone places faith in Jesus Christ to forgive sins and to start the recreation God promises, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, we get a glimpse of God bringing order into the disorder of our world. Through this act of recreation, we see a clearer view of what it means to be created in God's image. Our struggle as followers of Jesus and members of God's family does not cancel our identity as image bearers of God. Even those who have not yet received healing for their souls through Jesus Christ still bear God's image too, but in a more veiled way. The cry for justice, the yearning for peace, demonstrating compassion on those suffering are just a few ways even fallen human beings still reflect God's image. Sadly, humanity's brokenness is so extensive that even image bearers can design and carry out heinous and atrocious acts of rebellion toward God which simply prove humanity's separation from God because of sin and the need for healing and wholeness through God's restorative work through his Son, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul captured the struggle that believers experience when writing a little later in his letter to the Romans. He writes, and I quote, So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members." End quote. That's Romans 7, 21 through 23. However, Paul goes on to explain that hope for the unsaved is the same for those who belong to Christ. He continues, "'What a wretched man that I am! Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord.'" Romans 7, 24 through 25. So when you face your struggles, be encouraged that God has provided a way for us to be made whole again. And that way is choosing life through faith in Jesus Christ. And in choosing to believe and follow Jesus, even as we struggle at times, our world gets a better view of who God really is and who we are, image bearers of the living God. <music>